Hi, Juliet here with a quick message before this episode starts. Everything you need to be more strategic amid the busyness of the school term is contained in the 170 plus episodes of this podcast. But sometimes you can get there a bit faster with some personalised help. I host a termly online workshop specifically designed to help the support staff within schools to make the shift from being reactive to strategic. Our next workshop is coming up soon and we're going to be reflecting on how things have gone this academic year and strategising for the academic year to come so that you can confidently prioritise your workload, overcome the obstacles that are holding you back and redirect your time and focus onto your priorities. At the end of the session, I promise you're going to be feeling more energised, ready to hit the ground running with a clear plan of action. This term's workshop is going to be run on Thursday the 16th of May, and you can find out more and book your place at www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash plan. I hope to see you there. Now, let's launch into this episode. I want to talk about the three things that I see go wrong. And in talking about these three areas, we are going to be talking about the things that you need to be aware of to make sure they don't go wrong in your school. And we're going to be looking at some top tips along the way to make sure that you can convert strategy into action in your school. Welcome to the Independent School Podcast. Thinking and acting strategically is the key to both securing the future of your school and helping to build a more equal and just world. My name's Juliette Corbett. I'm a consultant, speaker and facilitator specialising in helping independent schools. In this podcast, I translate tried and tested strategy and fundraising techniques into a language that works for schools. So if you're a senior leader in a private school and you want your daily work to feel less exhausting and more strategic, And if you want once more to feel the joy of making the world a better place through education, then you're in the right place. Welcome and let's get started on this week's episode. Hello, in this week's episode, we're going to be talking about turning strategy into action. There is no point whatsoever talking about strategy, determining, developing robust strategies unless they result in action. Taking action is an essential ingredient of good strategy. And yet it's also the biggest objection I hear. So I hear people say that they don't like the idea of strategy away days because it's all talk and no action. I hear people say that there's no point developing a strategic plan because it just sits on the shelf and nothing ever changes, nothing happens. So even though it is an essential ingredient of good strategy, that link between strategy and action clearly is more challenging than it might seem. It doesn't always go to plan. So in this week's episode, we're going to be talking about um, what goes wrong, why strategy fails to turn into action. And in turn, we're going to be giving you some top tips for how to make things go right and make sure that your robust strategic thinking turns into strategic action. Really quickly, before we dive into the detail, I want to make sure that you make the most of the time you invest listening to this podcast. And the best way to do that is to make sure you grab a copy of my free ebook, The Strategic Independent School Leader. It outlines how to answer the six essential questions that will clarify your school strategy and secure its future. 
In the world of business, strategy can be full of jargon, but it doesn't have to be that way. This is a jargon-free tool tailor-made to help private school leaders think and act more strategically. Download your free copy today at www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash ebook. So when I work with people with schools, senior leadership teams, governors on strategy development, we are obviously trying to be thinking strategically. But it's vitally important that we also talk about how that thinking, that really good, robust strategic thinking is going to be converted into action on the ground. The best strategy in the world makes no difference whatsoever if there is no action or if there is inconsistent action taken. The only way we can deliver on that strategy and implement it is by ensuring that everybody's actions across the organisation, across the school, are synchronised and consistent with that strategy. And yet, as I mentioned, this is the biggest objection to strategy um, development processes that I hear. So what I'm going to do today is I want to talk about the three things that I see go wrong. And in talking about these three areas, we are going to be talking about the things that you need to be aware of to make sure they don't go wrong in your school. And we're going to be looking at some top tips along the way to make sure that you can convert strategy into action in your school. So let's get going. The first thing that goes wrong is that strategy conversations are focused on the wrong thing. So, for example, at Governor Away Days, it may be that the conversation is focusing on one area that may be to do with competition of competing schools. It may be to do with setting fees. It may be to do with whether or not to merge and, and kind of conglomerate with other schools. But it may be that on the ground, in the school, the biggest thing that's going wrong is actually that there's a lack of motivation or morale among the staff. Or it may be that there are consistent patterns across the school of things that are going slightly wrong. Nothing ever kind of goes really wrong, but there's a consistent pattern of little things happening, perhaps around, for example, your culture of inclusion. So it may be that actually your strategy conversations are focusing on the wrong things. So the critical way that you can overcome this is to make sure that you talk about the things that matter on the ground. It is useful to have kind of up in the air, blue sky thinking around really big competitive issues and strategic issues. That is important. But it is equally important that you're talking about the things that actually matter to the staff, to the pupils, to the parents in your school, in your strategy discussions. So all of these discussions need to be rooted into real life. And that may mean that you need to source from the ground up what those topics of conversation should be. Looking at your staff surveys, any kind of pupil and parent surveys that you're undertaking, What are the issues that are just bubbling away slightly under the surface, but where you're seeing a pattern emerge? It's also the case that if you feel as senior leadership that you're constantly firefighting, and I hear this very frequently, we don't have time for strategic thinking because we're constantly firefighting day to day. The key question there to ask is what are the patterns between those issues? If you were to keep a little bit of a journal over a month, let's say, of all the different things that you're firefighting, what are the patterns that are emerging? What are the underlying causes 
of those little flare-ups, those little issues that are distracting you into firefighting on a day-to-day basis. Sometimes as well, the conversations are focused on the wrong thing because there's an elephant in the room. There's one really big, obvious conversation that needs to happen. And it's important that your conversations are focusing on that rather than dodging around the edges of that elephant in the room. And I've seen this a couple of times where I've been working with senior leadership teams or teams of governors and the big issue is often to do with finance and they don't want to talk about it. And so as a facilitator, it's my role to gently place that issue front and centre and make sure that actually that is given a robust conversation and strategic thinking um, to ensure that that elephant in the room is the one that we are focusing on. So that's top tip number one. Make sure your strategy conversations are focused on the right things that will then enable action to happen which actually matters on the ground because you are focusing on things that are rooted in reality or which are addressing key issues that need to be um, discussed and, and overcome in order for the school to move forwards the second thing which goes wrong, which I see um, fairly frequently, although less frequently when I'm facilitating a discussion, but I hear heads of, um, chairs of governors and heads tell me at the beginning of an, an, a consulting engagement that this is what they're seeing. And this is a lack of agreement to take action. Either there is a lack of, of agreement on which action to take, or there's a lack of agreement to take any action whatsoever to solve a particular challenge or problem. And there are a couple of ways of overcoming this when you're thinking about leading these discussions. So the first is to, if people are more keen on sticking with the status quo rather than taking action, it's really important that you discuss the risk of inaction, the risk of remaining on that status quo. If that is a significant risk, even though it may feel risky to take action in a way that perhaps there are uncertainties perhaps you're doing something as a school you haven't done before but actually there are high risks of inaction as well a classic example of this would have been a school talking about undertaking um, a more kind of technology enabled rollout pre-pandemic we all could see we didn't know the pandemic was coming but we all could see that there was an increasing role, useful role of technology within education. And so a school that would have continued with the status quo not investing in technology would have potentially failed to to analyse and understand the risk of inaction at that point pre-pandemic. Even though the pandemic exacerbated things, we all knew that technology was becoming a more important part of life. And therefore, investment in technology with education is an important part of what strategic decision making is around. The other area that I see lack of agreement to take action is rooted in disagreement over the underlying assumptions that underpin decision to take action. So, for example, it may be that as a governing body, you are considering, for example, to expand the the ages of children that you that you currently teach. So it might be that you're a a prep school considering moving up into um, up to 16 years old um, education, for example. Under that discussion, it's highly likely that people around the table in the governor's conversations will have different viewpoints. Um, about whether that's a good idea, whether that's a risky idea, whether it's um, something that actually is required to happen in order to fulfil the sustainability of the future of your school. It's likely to be some alternative viewpoints around the table. 
one of the things that can uncover why those disagreements are happening would be to check what the underlying assumptions are. So what would need to be true for it to be the right action to expand our year groups up to age 16? For that to be true, we would need to know that there was a demographic that wanted that education. We would know to know that we have facilities, either the the facilities already or the capability to finance new facilities to undertake education up to age 16. We would need to know that we have the right educational ethos and skills and experience in our school in order to lead education up to a higher age group. When you're actually then exposing and talking about the underlying assumptions that need to be true for this to be a good decision that's often where you find the disagreement lies when you can uncover it's not just a disagreement about the actual action that should be taken but there may be disagreement about the way people look at the world the way people have um, analyzed the situation and the assumptions that underlie the situation When you get to that level of conversation, it's much more strategic, much less um, based on individual viewpoints, and you can root it in data and evidence. And a key question may be, what data do we need to check, to collect in order to check those assumptions are true? That can then allow action to happen and decisions to happen in a way that perhaps before you were going around in circles, the worst thing in the world is to continually take up leadership time having the same discussion even if you've just you can't come to agreement it's often better to pause the conversation collect data or go away and reflect and come back at a set point of time in the future so that's the second thing that goes wrong a lack of agreement to take action which means that strategy discussions often sort of go around in circles and don't actually result in an agreement So it's really important that you facilitate and lead the discussion in a way that can uncover some of those underlying assumptions and discover what agreement there is around the action that you can take. The third area that often goes wrong is the lack of an action plan. Quite simply, the conversation around the strategy stops too soon. There should be at the end of every strategy conversation a clear list of agreed next steps with allocated people responsible and timeframes and budgets associated with those. Now, that may not be possible within one conversation, but it should absolutely be something that follows a strategic discussion. So there is always a very close alignment between the strategic thinking and then planning the strategic action. So this is the the coalface between strategy and operational issues. It's really important that that happens. And often we find that at the end of a strategy away day, when I'm looking at notes for away days that people have run themselves in previous years, I often find that there is a lack of that action plan at the end of the process. And that inevitably, as you can understand, leads to inaction following the strategy discussion. So those are my three top areas that I see going wrong frequently when people are trying to make sure that strategy can turn into action. First of all, top tips. Number one, make sure your strategy conversations are focused on things that matter on the ground. That is the most important link to make sure that action then can happen on the ground. Secondly, try with all of your negotiating and leadership might to find agreement on the actions that need to be taken. Um, It's really important that you don't allow conversations to continually go around in circles. 
And number three, at the end of every strategy conversation, there should be an action plan that emerges with a real clear sense of who is taking this forward, the timescale and the budget. So hopefully that's been useful. I think that if we can master these three areas, we can overcome some of those main objections that people have to strategic plans, strategy development processes, because actually the work that people put into strategic thinking, they can then see results in strategic action. So that's it from me for this week. Look forward to talking to you next time. Bye bye then. Thanks for listening to the Independent School Podcast. The podcast that helps senior leaders in private schools to think and act more strategically, both because they want to secure the future of their school and because they want to help build a more equal and just world. You can listen in everywhere that podcasts are available. And if you want to catch up on previous episodes or follow any of the links that I've mentioned today, just head over to www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash podcast.